So, today you have the wonderful variation of me plus me. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to continue with our sermon series. We're thinking about telling a better story, aren't we? We're thinking about all of the ways in which we're called to express the story of God through our lives. Um, and so today we're thinking about what is your story? What's your own story and how does it invite people into the story of God? I wonder if you can think of a person whose story has inspired or challenged you. Maybe it's someone you know, maybe it's someone you've read an autobiography of or watched a programme about, but there'll be somebody who you quite admire, somebody who has inspired you. And we're fascinated by people's stories, aren't we? That's why we have um, autobiographies, why we have soap operas and reality TV We're fascinated in gossip. And on a deeper level, stories are how we build relationships. We get to know people as we learn a little bit about their story and what makes them who they are, how they came to be in the place where we met them. We understand them more deeply as we get to know those things about them. And then our relationship deepens further as we share stories with one another doesn't it? As the things happen and we have those shared connected moments, that's how relationships grow and develop. I was really aware of this um, when I was away on retreat last week. So we, for the few days before our ordination, we spent uh, all of the curates being ordained, spent a few days together um, at Gladstone's library. And it was, it was brilliant. And there's, there's a sense of shared journey there. But what I really noticed was that the connection between me and the three other people who I trained with at college, the three people who I've done the whole sweep of this journey with, is so much deeper than the connection with the people who we've only joined with in the last year. And it's because we have all these shared stories, we have all these little moments where we go, oh, do you remember that when that happened? Do you remember when that person did that thing or they said that funny thing in that lecture? And it gives you this sense that you're in it together, doesn't it? That you've shared the journey, that you've got some shared um, points of the compass. See, sharing your story is a relational act. It invites somebody into who you are. It's not a hit and run. When we're talking today about sharing your story, I want you to think about this as a relational thing, as a building thing, not something that you do to somebody and then leave them to process what you just said. When we share our story with somebody, when we share our story of faith with someone, we're inviting them to journey with us, to see where we've been and to follow along. And then we're pointing them to Jesus. More than that, we're people who are formed by stories. Um, My favourite part of a bookshop, so, so my family love a bookshop, Justin and Bee particularly, could live their whole lives in a bookshops. And so I spend quite a lot of time hanging around in bookshops because I do not love them. Um, But my favourite part of a bookshop is the children's department. 
Um, and the reason for that is because I love stories that are full of imagination. I love stories that are full of rhyme, that um, shape our ideas about the world, that look at something from a child's perspective and, and help you to understand how the world could be. Children's stories are often very hopeful, they're full of adventure, and and I think that helps us a bit as we think about how we tell our own stories. What's the adventure story of your journey with Jesus? Where are the hopeful moments, the moments that transformed you, the moments when you understood the world differently because Jesus was with you? Perhaps just for a minute, you'd like to tell the person next to you, what's your favourite story? It can be a children's story, it can be some, a programme you watch, whatever it is. What's a story that grabs you, that you love? Just tell somebody that. Hopefully by now you've told them what the story is. You probably don't have time to tell them the whole story. <laughs> I was thinking about this because I thought if I asked you to share that I should share too. I think my favourite story is the snail and the whale. And if you haven't seen that, you can actually watch it on BBC. It's one of the Julia Donaldson stories that they adapted and made into a programme for Christmas. And it's brilliant because it's a story of this little snail that has an itchy foot and it wants to see the world and it gets picked up by a whale and they go around the world together and when they come back they tell their story of this incredible adventure and all the things they've seen and all the other snails pile on to the whale's tail and they go again and I think that's a brilliant actually it is just my favorite story but when I thought about it I thought isn't that a brilliant illustration of what we're trying to do here that we're trying to tell the story of the adventures that we've had with Jesus, of the beauty of journeying with Jesus in a way that invites other people to jump on board and come along. So as we pick up in our passage today, Steve spoke to us last week about the woman at the well and the conversation that she has with Jesus. And then today we're picking up again with this woman at the well. And we take from her earlier interaction with Jesus that she's a bit of a character, that perhaps she has a bit of a past and maybe even a bit of a present. Maybe her story is the town soap opera. And Jesus speaks into her story, recognising its complexity and its brokenness And in the church, we love a story like this, don't we? We often, if we get somebody up to tell their story, it's a story of complete transformation of somebody's life. And if that's your story, that's wonderful. I love it when Jesus turns somebody completely around. Um, But do you know, I think sometimes that has the effect of holding some of us back. Because we just don't think our story is interesting enough to tell. I wonder if you recognise that in yourself this morning. For me, that that was a huge part of what's held me back from telling my story through my life is it's just not really that dramatic. 
So let me tell you a little bit of my story. I was born in a Christian family. I went to church regularly from age four. I became a Christian when I was six and then promptly decided I wanted to be a vicar. Grew up in church. Yeah, I know. Six. Taken me a while to get there. (laughs) Um, I grew up in church. I served and led in church from, well, always really, but from age 12. I became a youth leader when I was 15. And by 18, I worked for church. It's not very exciting or dynamic. It's not very transformational in lots of ways. I just didn't really think I had much of a story to tell. But let me try and tell you that story a different way. When I was a teenager, I was incredibly lonely. I really struggled to make good friends and I prayed and asked God to give me a friend. And I went to a choir practice at church one day and I stood next to this girl called Katie and we're friends to this day. She's the friend that God gave me. And through her, I met a whole group of people who pushed me and encouraged me and inspired me to follow Jesus. As a young adult, I got the opportunity to visit churches all around the world. I spent time in America and Italy and South Africa meeting people who were following Jesus, planting churches, doing mission in all kinds of different places. And that enriched my journey with Jesus. It helped me to understand that I was part of something that worked all across the world. In my 20s, I got married and had two children. And I learned loads in that time about the love of God, about how he loved me, and how he loved my family. And we went on this incredible journey of mission and saw our church grow and just gather in families who wanted their children to know about Jesus. In my 30s, I got the chance to go and study theology and understand more deeply the story of God and how the church has understood it over centuries. And that blew my mind as I took on board all these different ways in which people worship Jesus, but how they find the same God at the center of it all. I have seen the goodness and the faithfulness of God in every situation of my life because I started from a tiny little tot. In every situation, I've seen God's goodness. And that is a story to tell. It might not be, you know, taken from the mean streets and now I'm up here preaching to you, but it is a story of God's goodness. And it is a story that will connect with people who are lonely or who are searching or who want to know what the church is really for and what it's about. And I feel absolutely certain that whether your story is dramatic or not, It can be true of you that your story is something that God can use to connect with people. So let's go back to this woman at the well and take a look at what she does and how that might help us to think about what is our own story and how can we tell it in a way that helps people to connect with Jesus. And the first thing I want us to think about is the purpose of your story, because if you're going to tell a story, you need to know why you're telling it. So I think there are two main reasons why we tell our story. Because God is the creator and sustainer of the whole world. And people can connect with that God 
Really without your help, we see the majesty of God in creation, don't we? We feel a sense that there must be something bigger in, in our highest and our lowest moments. People can find God that way all on their own. But God is also Emmanuel, God with us. God is also the God who speaks quietly into our hearts. And your story is what makes it possible to discover that part of God. It's only through seeing your story worked out with God, it's only through hearing about the ways that God has guided you, has blessed you, has sustained you, that people get to understand God as God with us in our own journeys, in our own stories, day to day. Your story is the connection point that we talk about how people need to see people like them doing things to really believe that it's possible for them to do. That really only pioneers can imagine themselves doing something that they don't see somebody like them doing. And you are the people like them that they get to see doing this, get to see walking every day with Jesus in a way that helps them to connect their story to his and then secondly, it's really important for us to understand that the purpose of us telling our story is not to transform people's lives. Pressure off, guys. Your story does not have to change the world. All your story has to do is point somebody to Jesus. In the passage, the woman leaves her jar behind at the well. She prioritises going and telling the story. And she goes into the town to the people that she's avoiding, we take it from the fact she's at the well at midday, and says, come and see this man who told me everything I ever did. She doesn't start from the beginning and go, right, do you remember when? And tell them the whole sweep of the story. She tells them, come and see this man who told me everything I ever did. They already know or they think they know what she's done. She simply shares, I've just had this encounter and you need to come and see it for yourself. And then she points them to who she thinks he is. She doesn't try to persuade them that Jesus is the Messiah. <clears throat> she just says, could this be the Christ? So she says, I've had this encounter and I've got this inkling of faith that makes me think this is something you need to see. Why don't you come? And that's really all our story needs to do. I've had this experience and I'm offering it to you and suggesting that you need to come and see. She doesn't try to persuade them or prove to them. She just offers her own faith, born out of her own experience. And that's all we really have to offer too, isn't it? Is our own experiences, our own encounters with Jesus and an invitation to come and see for yourself. The next thing, so the purpose of our story is just purely to invite people to come and see Jesus. And then the next thing is the kernel of your story. It can be really tempting for us to try and squeeze in. You know, I've told you quite a big story today. I've told you quite a lot of my story. 
But actually, you didn't need all of that, did you? You didn't need all that detail. You didn't need all those events. Just something that, of me saying to you, Jesus has changed my story, and you need to come and see. So, how do we go about telling the kernel of our story? How do we go about telling something that is as short and as sweet as... He told me everything I ever did, come and see. Because she doesn't say anything very long. So I think we can take that as a good example. What is the elevator pitch of your faith? If you don't know, if you can't tell, we used to talk about um, it as as you're coming up to the bus stop and the person you've been chatting to goes, why is it you believe in Jesus? What is the thing you're going to say before they get off the bus? What's the one thing they need to hear? You need to know that one thing because in the time you're scrambling to find it, you'll have missed your opportunity. So I've thought before, what is your elevator pitch? And then when you're thinking about that, here are some things for us to consider. Be prepared. Have you thought about what are the main points in your story that might connect with somebody and you might have more than one and you don't have to share them all. You might know that what's really going to connect with this person, you know, if I meet someone who's lonely, the bit of my story that's going to connect the best with them is I was lonely and I prayed and God gave me relationship. And then that might be all I get to say on that one occasion, but it connects with something that they're looking for. So what are the things that might connect and there might be more than one of them and how do you choose those things and be ready to share each one of them at the right moment? How can you tell it? Don't be tempted to start with day one and give all the detail and don't be tempted to rant at somebody. We're really, really good at this. You're not preaching when you're sharing your story. All we're trying to do is share in conversation. And it's really important that the other person remains engaged in the conversation, isn't it? It's really important that we're talking together, that they get to ask their questions, that they get to share their, oh, yeah, that's a bit like me. If there's not room for them to get a word in edgeways, it's not a conversation anymore. And that's really important for us to remember to relax into conversation and not start giving our sales pitch. Then make sure it points to Jesus. If your story does nothing else, if it's a jumbled mess, but it points to Jesus, then it will be helpful. That's what this woman does, isn't it? She says, come and see. You need to come and see this. If that's all you can get out, do that. Make sure it's good news. I'm going to tell you a story in a minute. But make sure it's good news. Sometimes we tell these stories as if, and then I had to give up everything that was fun. And, you know, it's actually it's pretty hard work being around church. They keep making me make the tea. And, you know, make sure it's good news. Be good news. It is good news. <laughs> make sure it connects. Make sure you're not talking completely at cross purposes with somebody and make sure it's hopeful 
because Jesus is the hope of the world. And so are we telling something that is hopeful? This woman is saying, this is the, this is the one we've been waiting for. This is the one who's going to reconcile the world. It's hopeful. It's good news. It points to Jesus. That's the kernel of your story. Whatever your story, whatever the surrounding story might be, those are the, those are the core values of your story. And then finally, as we prepare to tell our story, as we think about what our own story is, what you need to know is your story is important. And we were talking as, as I was preparing to speak today, um, and Justin has this incredible story of coming to faith. And I won't tell you now, because he might tell you in the future, but uh, the basics are that he went to Greenbelt and he had this incredible encounter with somebody and he really felt the Holy Spirit and he decided that he was going to follow Jesus. And, um, and while he'd been there camping with his friend, they'd met some girls in a tent across the way from them. And later that day, the girls asked, asked him uh, what it was that had made him make this decision to follow Jesus. And feeling brand new and like he didn't really have much to offer, Justin took them off to this little tent that they had for people to come and meet a Christian and really be able to ask their questions. And so off they went and they met this woman and um, she came out and she said to them, yeah, well, I've grown up a Christian in church and my dad's a vicar. And actually, you know, I've never really had any friends. And it was really hard at school because people don't like vicar's kids. And um, it was really, really rubbish. And it's been quite painful. But, you know, Jesus is really good. And so, you know, I've decided to follow Jesus. And it was painful and awful. And Justin had promised them that if it was bad, he would get them out of there. So he did manage to get them out of there. But when he got up the next morning, these girls who didn't know Jesus, who'd just been given free tickets because they lived near the event, their tent was gone. And he said to me last night, you know, I wish I'd told my story because it was better than the story that they got. Sometimes you're going to be asked your story and you're not going to feel ready, but yours is the story that's read, that is the one that God wants to use. It might not seem interesting enough to you. You might not seem ready to share it. But God knows what he's doing and he knows why he's put you in front of that person. Don't miss your opportunity because it's your story that's needed. The Bible is absolutely full of people who are unworthy, inexperienced and unlikely. But the most important thing about your story is that it is available for God to use. If you will make it available, then it will be useful. Even if you blurt out something unprepared, if you miss all the details that you think are important, what you can trust is that when the Holy Spirit opens up a conversation for you, and when you make your story available to God to use, that he is faithful, and he will make it connect in all the ways that matter. And all you need to do is point people to Jesus. 
And isn't that an incredible reassurance for us? Let's be good at it. Let's tell good stories, hopeful stories, powerful stories. But overall, let's be people who make our story available to Jesus.